Social media management is notorious for being high pressure, competitive, and changing literally every day, which is why it isn't surprising that most social media managers get burned out within the first two years. So how do you keep going? How do you stay up with the latest updates, protect your mental health, and build a successful social media management business that supports your lifestyle goals? Whether that's working from home with your kiddos or jet-setting around the world, that's what this show is all about. Welcome to Social Media Manager Confidential. I'm Shantae Gorman, founder of a six-figure social media management agency and mentor to social media managers. And I'm here to dish on the ins and outs of the social media management world without any of the gatekeeping that can come along with it. You'll learn, you'll laugh, and you'll leave each episode inspired. Let's dive into today's episode. Welcome back to another episode of Social Media Manager Confidential. If this is your first episode, a special welcome and shout out to you. Thank you so much for tuning in. And if this is not your first episode and you're coming back every single week, thank you so, so much. I appreciate you and I love hearing everything you love about the show and your questions over in my Instagram DMs. Please continue doing that. Social media management clients all want one thing, and that's to have their social media accounts bring in more business, whether that's reach, follows, clicks, or sales. At the heart of this is the need for visibility or brand awareness. People need to know that they exist. So here's my strategy for how I make this happen. Optimize every single thing in their profile. The end. That's the end of the podcast. End of the episode. (laughs) I'm just kidding. I will expand, but that's basically it. So this will vary depending on the platform, but you'll want to analyze everything from their profile photo like Is it clear? Is it inviting to their target audience? And this isn't always the same depending on who the audience is. Maybe some are attracted to a close-up face shot while others prefer a product or something more mysterious or like a profile side view. What about their username formatting? Is it easy to remember? Is it easy to spell? Are there funky things in there that don't really need to be? Is it simple? If someone is going to look them up, or tag them? Are they going to be able to find the account easily? Does it use keywords in the bio or description area that is searchable for the platform, but it also tells their target audience what value they're going to get from them? And this is something that I'm seeing more and more, especially in 2023, is this should be like an elevator pitch. So it used to be, who am I? What do I do? Here's some interesting facts about me. But now, This is really better utilized to, while it does describe who your client is, it should come from a place of what your client's client will get out of following them. Like, here's what you'll get from me. And it needs to be enticing and quippy. And so you really want to think about what is going to snag their attention and be like, oh yeah, I do want that. I'm going to go ahead and give them a follow. Then we want to look at, are there stories or story highlights on this platform? And if so, What needs to be in those? What value can we provide there? I like having them function like a mini website, especially for Instagram, because people don't want to leave the app. People are, I hate to say it, but they're lazy. They don't want to leave the app. So when we have everything we can easily accessible to the user, all within the app itself, then that's what we're going to do. So I like to have a story highlight Essentially, for almost every web page, 
that the client has on their actual website. So like in about, but obviously formatted for Instagram. There's maybe like a services or products or uh, social proof, like how to work with us, stuff like that. Slide right in here and interrupt for just a moment to let you know that you are personally invited to join the Sugar Punch community for social media managers. Inside this community, social media managers like you come together to meet and support one another, get answers to burning questions, and build a thriving social media management business. It's 100% free, plus you'll get access to exclusive trainings and resources, be invited to special events, participate in fun challenges, get added to our social media manager directory, and more. Create your free account by going to community.sugarpunchmarketing.com. I'll link it in the show notes for you. See you inside. Now back to today's episode. Now, for their content, is it aesthetically appealing for their target audience? Some people might like bright and colorful. Some might prefer neutral. And it really depends on who the target audience is. And is it the right format? For example, My audience personally really enjoys reading quick carousel posts. They would much rather read some minimal text on a pretty graphic, like a presentation, versus reading a chunk of text in a long format caption. That's just how my audience likes to consume content and process information. Now, there are others whose audiences really enjoy actually reading long captions or having an image to look at like similar to a blog post. And then there's others who really enjoy like talking head videos that it keeps their audience's attention better. It has quick editing. It has cute little graphics and things that pop in and pop out. So it's something to consider when creating optimized content is who is the audience? Who is this content for? What type of content do they like to consume? What are they saving? What are they sharing? What are they getting the most value of? And then creating content like that. And if you're not sure, do your market research, but also you can create different types of content that fits your client's brand and see what performs best. It's all trial and error. There's going to be testing phases. so You can really determine what type of content is going to work well. I have a previous episode on this one already, but make sure you're using SEO and keyword best practices based on which platform you're using to help your client's content rank higher in search and suggested results. And I'll link that episode in the show notes for you if you missed that one. If you have a profile banner like on YouTube or LinkedIn, is it eye-catching? Does it match their brand? Does it also have a short but relevant pitch? Does it tell them what they can expect? Again, remember, people like things to be simple. They like to be told exactly why they should be following this person. And when you load those platforms like YouTube or LinkedIn, those are the very first things that load on the page and that you see. So you really want to make it count. You don't want just a logo or just photos of your client. Adding text on there to tell them what it is this person is about, it's just, it makes it that much more optimized for you. And again, this short but relevant pitch Is it about the target audience and what they're going to get out of it? Or is it focused more on your client? Because one is going to convert more people than the other. And if you're not sure about any of this, it's a sign that you need to do more research. Look at accounts within your client's industry that are doing well and analyze what elements are contributing to that. 
It could be content format. It could be branding. It could be messaging. It could be topics. It could be the way that they're speaking. If it's I language versus you language or we, like how are they presenting themselves? Maybe I should do a whole episode on market research. DM me on Instagram. Let me know if you're into that, but that's where I start. Next, you're going to want to track metrics. How many profile visits are you getting? What about follows and unfollows? What's the conversion rate there? Which means how many people are seeing the profile and then following them? This isn't a set it and forget it strategy. Review your metrics every 30 days. If they're not where you'd like them to be, consider where you feel you might be losing people. See if you can kind of track their behavior. Does the bio need to be tweaked? What about the profile picture or the story highlights? I had a client who was getting a decent amount of followers every month, but then she was also getting quite a few of them unfollowing her. So we took a few months to test out some bio options and I dug into her analytics a little more in depth and we realized that we needed to mention some of her personal beliefs in her bio so that people knew what to expect in her daily stories because she talks about her personal beliefs in her daily stories and we were getting a lot of people seeing those going to her profile and then unfollowing. That tiny tweak made a big difference in her growth metrics so people knew what to expect. They knew if they followed her, that's the type of content they were going to be getting across the board. And I think it made a big difference. Now, if you're brand new and don't have a client to try this with, you can use your own account. Test things out, post, play around with it, and you'll not only gain experience, but confidence too. Now, if you have any friends who are social media managers, share the link to this episode with them and help them out. And if you're not already following this podcast, make sure you hit the follow button or the plus button in Apple Podcasts. You can get brand new episodes delivered straight to your podcast app every Friday. Thank you so much for listening. I'll catch you next time. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode. Learn more about my digital template shop, online courses, and mentorship program by going to my website at sugarpunchmarketing.com. And while you're there, make sure you join my safe, supportive community created exclusively for social media managers. It's 100% free to join and packed with really amazing resources, trainings, and people. See you next time.